This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I am Matt Straup. It is Monday, January 18th. This is your serviceable and intriguing waiver wire pickups edition. We have a rookie heavy episode here and a lot of names to consider at the start of week five of this very chaotic NBA season. That is all coming up in just a minute. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Right now we welcome in Steve Alexander. I don't know why I said your name that way. Like, I sounded disappointed. Hey, Steve. How are you, man? (laughs) (laughs) That's the way most people say my name, man. I really didn't mean it. I'm always happy to see you. A lot of disappointment uh, <laughs> to be had there. So, hey, I'm great. Thanks for asking. Yep, yep. Um, pulling up the the handy schedule grid. Everybody plays three or four this week, man. It's kind of boring. But in this COVID dance that we're doing, I'm sure someone will be playing two or three. Seems likely. Maybe zero. Seems likely. Well, let's just get into it, Steve. Let's get into these uh, these waiver wire pickups. We, we begin in Indiana, and according to the Indiana Pacers, a pre-trade physical revealed a small mass on Karis LeVert's left kidney. That is obviously a really scary situation, and hopefully he is back for the Pacers sooner rather than later. It was so exciting to see him go to Indiana, and now suddenly you're facing this scary situation. So in real life, obviously, hoping LeVert is back soon. Yeah, man, it's pretty it's pretty sad. A big trade for the Pacers, trying to trying to make things happen, change it up and and Karis LeVert's a good, a good dude. Like I I really like watching him play. Seems like a good person. Like it's just a sad situation all the way around. And hopefully they check it out, monitor it, needs back and ready to roll, but I don't know. We yeah. don't know. Well, looking at the fantasy basketball implications here because that's what we do 
on this podcast, Steve. Um, you look at the other options who could play some shooting guard because obviously Victor Oladipo is gone now. Aaron Holiday is just 5% rostered as we sit here. Recently had a 16.12 assist game for the Pacers. He's been super inconsistent, but that game alone makes me think you take a flyer on Aaron Holiday. You also look at Justin Holiday, who got dropped in some leagues after a couple quiet games in a postponed Pacers game this weekend. So any thoughts on Aaron and Justin Holiday or anyone else in Indiana right now? I like Justin Holiday, even though he had a five-game week this past week and did not really explode the way I was hoping that he would. Actually, speaking of McBuckets, speaking of my man, uh, my no-steals-ever guy, he had a good week, man. Um, I can't even... Come up with his full name. Doug, I, Doug I just Mc, know Doug, Doug McDermott. McDermott. Yeah, <laughs> Doug McDermott had a, a really good week. So I think he's probably more of a forward kind of guy. But McBuckets, Justin Holiday, Aaron Holiday, all three of them are going to get extra burn with this Karis LeVert news. And out of those three, I am going to try to acquire Justin Holiday. After that, I would go Aaron Holiday, and after that, I would go with. McBucket. <laughs> All right. Another injury note to consider here, Steve. CJ McCollum appeared to get his ankle stepped on by Clint Capella on Saturday night. He didn't play the second half with what's being called a foot sprain. So I think that makes Gary Trent Jr. worth your consideration if he's available in your league while we wait to see a timetable on McCollum. Well, and Gary Trent Jr., I think, was already getting a bit of a bump with the use of Nurkic news. So Nurkic is out for eight weeks. That's two months. That's basically the rest of the season. Um, and it's cancer. <laughs> now you're starting center in Portland. But I think Gary Trent Jr. just gained a bunch of minutes, especially if C.J. McCollum's going to miss time. So, yeah, I mean, Jared has been really high on Gary Trent Jr. all year. Gary Trent Jr. had 18 points on Saturday. And I think, like you said, if CJ's looking at a missed couple games, Trent's the guy you want to pick up. And Trent, as we sit here, Steve rostered in just 11% of Yahoo leagues. So a pretty good chance he's out there in your league right now. Let's move on to Lou Dort, Steve. 31% rostered. He had a monster game over the weekend. 21 points, 8 rebounds, 4 threes, 6 steals, and a block in a season-high 40 minutes for Dort, that he's had basically two explosions, two box score explosions this season, and then kind of quiet games just throughout his game log. Other than that, you know, he's he's kind of been a low end starter in deeper leagues. I think throughout all this, what are your thoughts on Lou Dort? It feels a little bit like a blip to me. Like he's going to do this every now and then, and then otherwise he's kind of a ten to twelve point guy. Do you agree with that, or do you feel differently? No, I think I think blip is a good term for Lou Dort because I've I've kind of been on onto him all year, kind of like him. Used him sometimes in in DFS, and he would do nothing, and then like you said, the next day would blow up. So he's he's kind of a blip on the radar guy. You got to catch him on the right night, but I do like him. I think the future is bright. I think he's gonna only get better from here on out. So. Now might be the catalyst and the, and the time to grab him and see what happens. Although, the Thunder go 3-3 in games played the next two weeks. And they are 
the only team in the NBA that goes 3-3. Everybody else goes some combination of 4-4, 4-3, or 3-4. Ouch. Not the best time to pick up Lou Dort. I feel like Dort and Blip are two words that have like a nice synergy, don't you think? It's like And Lou. Lou works in there, too. <laughs> Anyways, keep Dort on your radar or roster, depending on the size of your league. As I advertise, we have a bunch of rookies to talk about here today, Steve. The first one I'll mention is a guy that we've talked about 22 times on this podcast already in about four and a half weeks, Patrick Williams of the Bulls, 20% rostered still. His last three games really have my attention, though, Steve. Let's start with the minutes, 34, 36, and 36. That was heading into Sunday, so this is before Sunday's game. Over those last three, 12.3 points, 5.7 boards, 2.0 steals, 0.7 blocks, 1.7 threes. Otto Porter and Lowry Markinen played in the last game for Chicago prior to Sunday. Williams still got 36 minutes, scored 14 points with seven boards, two blocks, and two threes. So they're getting guys back. Williams is still a big priority for the Bulls, and I am intrigued. Well, you should be. He starts. He plays 35 minutes a night. He shoots it well. He looks like an NBA player. We've talked about him 100 times. Serviceable? Yes. Intriguing? Yes. Is he going to knock your socks off? No. He's just... I, I think next year he will be knocking socks off, actually. <laughs> but this year he is serviceable and intriguing. And I mean, I love the defensive stats too. You know, some steals, some blocks, potential threes. I just think this is a guy who's probably gone already in deeper leagues, but sitting out there in shallower leagues, go pick him up if you have an opportunity or make a trade offer if you have an opportunity there. He also hits three-pointers. I mean, there's there's a lot to like about Pat Williams. Cole Anthony is 30% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. Personally, I'd rather have Patrick Williams, who's only 20% rostered, but putting that aside... Cole Anthony had a nice game over the weekend on Saturday. 16 points, 8 dimes, 3 steals, a block, and 2 threes. I was watching that game, and I, I'm surprised that he ended up with those numbers because it really didn't look like he was doing all that much. And field goal percentage continues to be a major issue for Cole Anthony. That was just the second time all season he's made even 40% of his shots in a game, Steve. And he made exactly 40%, 6 of 15. So that's still a big caution flag for me with Cole Anthony. Are you being won over at all by the rookies, you know, recent slightly improved play? I've kind of been into Cole Anthony even when he wasn't doing very well. And and even like you said, Saturday's game, not great shooting. But I think he's a DFS guy that you can play. We're not gonna see anybody else play point guard for that team except for Cole Anthony for the rest of the season. So yeah, he's rough. And it's tricky. He's a rookie, but he's he's only going to get better as time goes on. And, I mean, he, he's the starting point guard for the Magic, and he's going to put up numbers. So right now it's a little rough, but I think by the All-Star break and the second half, he's going to do good things. Well, and maybe you can afford to have one rough field goal percentage guy on a roster that otherwise shoots well, or you're just flat out punting field goal percentage, and then he fits as well. So I think there are situations where it makes sense. You just got to be careful with that field goal percentage, Steve. Yeah. A couple names. For sure. A couple names to get to in Cleveland. Jetty Osman has heated. Is it Jetty? It's Jetty, yeah. It's, it's I thought it was Jetty. I think it's Jetty. <laughs> 
If there's any Cavs fans out there, you feel free to correct us. But I believe it's Jetty. He's. Are there any Cavs fans out there? I mean, first things first. Realistic. First question. question. Are there any Cavs fans who listen to the podcast, or just are there any out there? There are. There are some out there. Yes. There have to be some. He's heated back up against Steve. 14 points, 17 points, and 25 points his last three games. He's 26% rostered, which seems like the perfect number for him because this is a guy who, right when he gets hot, you get him into your lineup, and then he cools off. He's the quintessential waiver wire drive you mad guy i think and to that end i really can't trust him there's also the fact that his monday game against the wizards has already been postponed i just i'm not going to take the bait i think there's a depth of league where it makes sense to have osman in your lineup but i just think you're in for for frustration do you want to talk me talk me into feeling differently has any player been added and dropped as much in fantasy leagues as Jetty Osman in history, over the past two in, years. In history. <clears throat> in the history of fantasy sports. Their schedule, you know, that postponed game hurts. That's a three-game week this week for Jetty. And but then Cleveland goes 4-4-4. Four, four, four. I've I actually roster Jetty Osman in about three to four leagues. I also use him occasionally in DFS. And you know. It's it's not too frustrating of a ride. It's it's a little more pleasant than you'd think. Especially, I guess, what have you done for me lately? Like you said, his last three games, he's been pretty good. So Yeah. <laughs> Cleveland lacks firepower. They lacked a, a big offensive punch. And he's sort of the guy who does it. Now, I did watch an entire Cavs game about a week ago. And I was watching him just fire up brick after brick. And... Oh, one shot missed the rim entirely. Just hit the backboard, almost broke the backboard. And uh, poor Andre Drummond, I mean, was taking cover, wearing a a, a helmet and, and stuff. But I was like, he's terrible. I can't have this guy on my on my team anymore. But then the next game, he came back and and did serviceable and intriguing things, and he, he's fine. I, I think you just take your Jetty Osman. A spoonful of medicine and 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 suck it down. <laughs> oh, that's awful! What am I doing? Don't even know where I am right now. <laughs> you just <laughs> you you just take your your Jetty Osman pill and you. Oh man! If you think uh, I'm, if you, even... if you think I'm cutting that out, you got another thing coming. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I'm tearing up. <laughs> I am too. Oh, we've lost it. We're only 14 minutes in. <laughs> Let me pick this up here. I'll say this. Here's what, here's what I can say to you, for you for you and to you, Jetty Osman. The good news is he's averaging 13 points per game. 3.7 assists are a career high. 2.33s are a career high. He's shooting 37% from the field, which is awful, and 33% from three, and he just keeps firing it up, like you said. I mean, I'll give this guy credit for not being shy, but man, at some point, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta rein it in a little bit, Jetty. I mean, good lord. <laughs> So much for not having to edit. Oh, 
I am not editing this. What has it's happened? crying over here. What has happened? I did not see that coming. We have lost it. All right. I'm going to keep it in Cleveland. I got to keep it in Cleveland here for a second, Steve. I'm actually more intrigued by a name we talked about last week, and that's Isaac Okoro. He's only nine percent. He's only nine percent roster. That blows me away. Dude, yeah, he's getting so many minutes. Yeah, minutes, Matt. Yeah, yeah. You said it. His last three games, thirty-nine minutes per game, twelve points, two point three boards, two point seven dimes, two point three steals, zero point seven blocks, one point seven threes. I mean, number five overall pick. This guy's going to play, and and the defensive stats alone make him worth rostering and, and i'm really surprised by that nine percent number i gotta be honest well the thing is the minutes are just crazy for him like he's getting stupid minutes every game this season and he's not doing a ton with them that's why that's why the roster numbers are low but i've started looking at him in dfs and i'm like i, I will take a guy who's getting 35 minutes a game and play him in DFS because there's going to be some stuff that he does along with that, uh, with those minutes that that help. And you know he's a he's a kid, he's a rookie, he's learning. Cleveland's terrible. Like I, I think Isaac Coro is probably one of the best pickups you can make right now. Just get him, put him on your roster. Maybe you put him on your bench. Don't worry about it. Just get him and see what happens because I think good things are coming. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. If you're often up against the clock to get your waiver claims in or can't decide who to start as tip-off approaches, save time, make the best decisions with our all-new NBA League Sync tool. League Sync pulls in all your team and league info to show you who the best available players are on the wire, who you should start, who you should bench, and a whole lot more. Let League Sync do all the work. You, Steve, you can take all the glory. Get League Sync, our DFS tools, and our draft and season tools as part of the Edge Plus Pro Tier. Go to rotoworld.com slash edge for more and use promo code NBA Pod 10 for $10 off any annual premium package. Package. Package? <laughs> That's, I don't know, the French pronunciation. Jetty? <laughs> back, to, back to rookie talk here. Nick's rookie, Emmanuel, quickly had 19 and 23 points in back to back games prior to Sunday. 20% rostered. 
under normal circumstances, a rookie doing those kinds of things, I would have run to pick him up in multiple leagues. My only pause is that he's a rookie playing for Tom Thibodeau. So you worry about the minutes possibly being inconsistent, the production possibly being inconsistent. Do you have any thoughts or perspective to add on quickly? Watching Tom Thibodeau coach the Knicks is one of the most painful exercises that you can partake in. He is angry. He is frustrated. He is throwing stuff. He's working the mask. He's working the mask like a banshee, son. Like he's got that mask game all over the place. I don't know. I mean, I Emmanuel quickly is a rookie, and Tom T does not like rookies. So that's that's strike one. But quickly appears to be one of the only guys on that team that's really good. So maybe he's going to turn quickly and let him let him run this offense. So I'm super intrigued. All right, this is a real deep cut here. Xavier Tillman is just 1% Ooh. rostered in Yahoo Leagues. But back-to-back notable games for the rookie. He had 12 yeah. points, five boards, three dimes, two steals in 18 minutes. Then his next game out on Saturday, 15 points, four rebounds, two dimes, four steals, and a three-pointer. The 35th overall pick in last year's draft. So it is worth noting that Jaron Jackson Jr. recently told Mark J. Spears of the Undefeated that he's not far away from a return, for whatever that's worth. I mean, you know, players, we all know, can be optimistic about their timetables. So who knows? But Tillman, in the near future, is a guy who's almost guaranteed to be available in your league and maybe worth a look just for the very short term here. You know, I will tell you, Matt, that I picked him up in a few leagues. And I like Xavier Tillman. I'm feeling it. I think he's a great DFS option. If you've got a guy on your roster who's killing you and and not helping you, I think he's a good way to gamble right now. Now, once Jaron Jackson Jr. is back, Tillman's going to go away. But for right now, man, he had 15 points, four boards, two two assists, and four steals, and a three-pointer on Saturday. So if the Grizzlies are playing, I, I'm, I'm going to put Tillman in my lineup. I like him right now. All right, let's go to uh, super quick hit mode here down the stretch. We recommended Gary Harris last time out. Then he, of course, missed multiple games with personal reasons. He was set to return on Sunday. So this is just a reminder to check back and see what he did in that game because Harris, as of this taping, just 18% rostered in Yahoo leagues. One more quick one. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Steve, had that monster game last week, 37 points. Was fairly quiet in his next game prior to Sunday. Alonzo Ball was out again on Sunday. Should be back soon, it sounds like, but I think it's worth checking back to see what Nikhil Alexander-Walker did in Sunday's game. Any thoughts there? Yeah, if Lonzo Ball is out, I am starting NAW. No questions asked. All right. Willie Cauley-Stein is 17% roster as we tape this. Maxi Kleba and Dwight Powell have been in quarantine. Cauley-Stein got 30 minutes in back-to-back games before Sunday and delivered 7.5 points, 12 boards, and 2 blocks. As our resident Mavs expert here, Steve, what do you think of WCS with the shortages in the Mavs front court? Every time I mention Willie Cauley-Stein on Twitter, people just bash me. They're like, he's terrible. What are you doing? He's awful. I like Willie Cauley-Stein. He is the Mavs starting center. The unicorn, Kristaps Porzingis, is probably going to be floating in and out of the lineup all year. I, I just think Willie Colley is going to be the guy. Now, I've also noticed the last couple games, 
that Carlisle is going to Boban very early. And he's starting to play Boban a little bit. So I think Boban is worth keeping an eye on because for whatever reason they're using him. But Willie Colley I think, is a guy that is worth rostering if you need a center. Just one more Dallas-related note. Uh, James Johnson has also had a few solid stat lines with the Mavs front court, shorthanded, and he is widely out there. I think last I checked it was 5% rostered. Hang on, I'm checking right now. 5% rostered in Yahoo. So another short-term pickup to consider out of Dallas. And, and Steve, I want to ask you, do we have to talk about random guys going off for the Rockets? I mean, Mason Jones had a huge game over the weekend. We saw Sterling Brown light it up last week. Then he missed a game with, with an injury. We had a big Ben McLemore sighting over the weekend. I mean, this all seems very short-lived as Victor Oladipo is ready to debut soon for Houston. And presumably John Wall is not out that long. I mean, it feels like some of the random names that have popped up for Houston probably aren't really viable options other than maybe a streaming or DFS play. You failed to mention my best friend, Christian Wood. <laughs> Hello, world. <laughs> He's going crazy. Yeah, uh, Sterling Brown probably burned some people in DFS yesterday. I think he was in lineups and on Saturday and ended up not playing. Some people may not have been uh, in tune with that. He looked real good for a couple games. Like you said, Macklemore looked real good for a couple games. All those guys looked okay. So, yeah, I mean, even David Nwaba has been has been startable at times. But Danwell House, Eric Gordon, John Wall, all those guys have been hurt. So that, that makes guys like Jay Sean Tate startable and rosterable. But, you know, like you said, it's all short-lived. If you look at the Rockets' depth chart, it's just a series of red crosses, like all the way down the line. Uh, once everybody's healthy, you're probably not going to be able to to go with Jay Sean Tate or Sterling Brown. But if those guys remain out, I think they're notable DFS guys. All right, two more quick notes here. Then this one's looking really deep, Steve. Devin Vassell has had a couple solid games in a row for the Spurs, 12 points, three steals, and a three in one of those games, nine points, seven boards, and two steals on Saturday. The minutes are stuck in the low 20s, so I guess this is mainly a deep league thing and just a watch list thing. Vassell just 2% rostered in Yahoo. I've actually picked him up in a few leagues and then and then dropped him in a few leagues, but he is a guy that should be on your watch list. He's got a... He's got a chance to lead the league in steals, and that's okay with me. All right, last name on the list, Steve. Jermichael Green playing well, just on a kind of a superficial stats level for Denver. Last seven games, 12.4 points, 7.1 boards, 2.4 threes. No real defensive stats to speak of there. He's 17% rostered. I'm really not that interested unless it's a much deeper league. I mean, also there's the fact that according to Chris Dempsey of Altitude Sports, Michael Malone is hoping to have one Michael Porter Jr. back by next Friday, Steve. So you would think that the Jermichael Green experience is going to be a pretty brief here once MPJ is back. You've brought the mood down a little bit, Matt. I was hoping MPJ would be back before next Friday. Now we're here on Friday? I mean... Like, that's like a month. No, it's been out forever. I miss oh, him. Yeah, well, hey, Friday will be here before you know it, Steve. That's true. Just That's take true. take your medicine and... <laughs> take that jetty pill take take your take your pill and, and shove it down <laughs> uh, yeah so yeah i mean once mpj is back once michael porter jr 
one of my guys that I roster in every league. Once he's back, Jermichael Green is going to go away. But until Friday, roll him. Steve, very quick update here, not waiver wire related. This is your Luka Doncic free throw update. You know what we're sitting oh, at right Lord. now? 79? 74.4%. You, oh. yeah. I'm in Jersey country right now. I was out and about town on Friday. We had the Mavericks game on, on the television, and I saw that the team as a whole had hit like 6 of 14 free throws. I knew deep down in my heart that Luca was responsible for some of that number. I was just hoping it wasn't a big chunk, but... What did he do on Friday, man? Do you Fr- have that Friday, out? he went three for seven, and he went one for two in the game before that, three for three in the game before that, and 10 for 15 in the game before that. So his last four games, he's at 63%. That was prior to Sunday. So Three for seven. Three for seven. You know, triple-double otherwise, 28, 10, and 13. You know, you could literally throw me and you onto a basketball court and have us shoot seven free throws 50 times in a row, and we would hit four. We would never hit close. three out of seven. It'd be close. It's I'm not a sh- possible. I'm a shaky free. I'm like a weird uh, head case at the free throw line. <laughs> no, no, I, you'll still hit. You'll do better in three of seven. In like the league I used to play, in, I was probably about a seventy percent free throw shooter. <laughs> not great for like a shooting guard type. Yeah, but I bet you could do. I bet you could do four out of seven if you and I were in a gym. Oh, sure. I mean, I'll knock him down all day in a gym. If I have to go to a free throw line in the middle of a game, though, I'm I'm bricking one of them. What if you're in a stadium with no fans? Uh, if I'm, am I playing in an actual NBA game? I'm, I'm 0 for 2. I'm, I'm completely panicked. And I'm probably injured from the foul that got me there. Boban and Trey Young are both standing on the, on the free throw line, on the, in the lane waiting for you to shoot. Wow, I'd be so nervous. It's, it's quite a thought. Quite a thought. In any case. I got to fist bump both of them in that case. You know what I mean? Even though they're not both on my team. I'm going to fist bump Boban and Trey, though, you know? I'm going to fist bump everybody on that court and take pictures of it while I'm doing it. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. We're going to be back here on Friday to talk about some recent trends and uh, I don't know what else, some other stuff. Do you think we'll talk about Jetty Osman again next week? No, I think I'm good. I'm good for a couple weeks now. I think two to three weeks is my limit on Jetty Osman. Thanks to all of you for listening. Steve, thanks for taking the time. We will talk to you soon. Let's go watch some football. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.